Hi everybody, this is Johnny Mays. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, well, the sun is shining today in Lodi. Howbeit, there's a few uh, pillowy clouds floating about in that blue sky. And today, the temperature is going to be down to 90 degrees. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast today. You know, I think growing up as a, as a small child and uh, hearing the Bible stories, I remember the first Bible stories I heard came from the Salvation Army ladies that used to visit us in those post-war projects there in southern Michigan. And they would tell us stories about Jesus. And then my little neighborhood church would invite the children into the house of God to have cake and ice cream. And again, they would tell us stories about Jesus. Then growing up in Alabama, I heard about Jesus. Uh, there was a church practically on every corner in our little town of Hamilton. And many, 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 many country churches, probably in about every community had a country church. In fact, very often the church was named after the community. And in those little churches, there would be revivals and they, they would talk about Jesus. But going back to when I was probably about 10 or 11 years old, and I remember riding my bicycle and I was coming home, perhaps after school or for lunch, I don't remember exactly, and out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, I hear a voice say to me, your wife is named Judy and she lives in Sacramento, California. Now, my friends, I'm going to put my hand to the Lord and say, if I ever heard about Sacramento, California back in those days, it had to be during my geography class when we were learning the capitals of the states. <laughs> That's all I could think of. As far as a girl named Judy, uh, I don't know that I even knew a girl named Judy. I might have, but I don't recall. But to hear that voice speak to me so profoundly and so matter-of-factly haunted me for the, for the rest of my life. It really did. And to know today that I've been associated and married and a part of a woman's life named Judy for going on, well, this is our golden year, our 50th year. We'll celebrate it, our wedding anniversary in August. To, feel, to think that I met her in Sacramento is mind-boggling. It's like a fulfillment of that prophecy, I guess you might call it. Some might call it just a child's imagination. Others might call it an intuition. You know what I call it? I call it the still small voice of God, that God spoke to me. Now, in the Bible, we've got a lot of places where God is talking. 
in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11, it says, The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, What are you doing here? That voice whispering. You know, when Jesus walked this earth, the complete Bible, meaning the Old Testament and the New Testament, didn't exist. People came face to face with our Lord Jesus. However, the Old Testament, the Hebrew Tanakh, did exist. And Jesus gave his approval to the Tanakh when he said, Everything written about me in the law, the prophets, and the Psalms must find its fulfillment. And so since the Hebrew Tanakh was in three sections with these headings and existed in this form at the time of Jesus, he is actually approving all of them. Jesus approved the Old Testament. In other words, Jesus didn't just appear out of nowhere and say, I'm your Lord and Savior, the Son of God, believe in me. No, he came as the fulfillment of expectations set up by God himself in the Old Testament. In fact, Jesus says that the Hebrew scriptures are one of the most powerful testimonies to himself. And also when Jesus walked the earth, it was easy for his followers to recognize his voice. They would hear it as they chatted with him along the dirt roads of Judea, and as they bantered over bread and olives in their homes. It wasn't difficult to work out if it was God speaking because everything Jesus said and did always revealed God's will. In fact, he was the very words of God lived out in the flesh, the word made flesh. But then Jesus left and they could no longer sit with him at the table. They could no longer hear him teaching in the synagogue. And with so much still to learn, it was difficult to understand why he would leave. Remember when he said it would be better, he said, if I left, why would it be better? Because if I leave, I can send the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, and He will lead you into the truth. So, why would it be better? Well, one thing, and some would say, that His voice now would be able to go beyond the halls of Jerusalem, past the streets of Judea and the sand shores of Galilee, past the steps of the temple, his voice would go where he couldn't go because he would come via his spirit. That's right. The voice of God comes by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And unlike the days of old where only a select few experienced his voice, it would come to all who want, let me emphasize, want to hear his voice. 
Now, it can come to you with exception. You haven't been looking for it. You haven't been expecting it. You haven't been seeking it. But God still speaks in his small voice. And I am almost certain I can say this. There's probably not a person listening to this podcast who can, who can say, I know that God spoke to me. I know it was his voice. And it would be hard for you perhaps to convince the jury, but nobody could make you doubt it. See, we know God can speak with an audible voice if he wants to. It seems to happen rarely that he speaks with this outside voice, loudly and, and, and very, very intimidating. But it has happened on occasion. Like when the Father spoke about Jesus at his baptism or when God called Saul in the middle of the Damascus Road. But even those times, not everyone in the vicinity or earshot seemed to hear it. It seems that God opens the ears to those he wants to hear his voice. The Spirit speaks to us, however, usually very privately in an unaudible voice. The voice that sounds like one of your own thoughts, a still small voice. And it can be easily missed if your mind is cluttered with all kinds of noise, worries, anxieties, fears. You see, you're doing all that stinking thinking and it's clouding up your brain, clouding up your mind, and sometimes it's difficult to hear. I imagine that's why Samuel found it difficult to notice when he first heard it in the middle of the night. Is that you, Eli, he asked. No, answers Eli. And then Samuel answers it again. Are you calling me, Eli? No, repeats Eli. And Samuel hears the voice again. It wasn't Eli's voice, but it sounded like it could have been. There was no angelic song accompanying the call, no shofars trumpeting from heaven. It was just an ordinary voice. And it was hard for Samuel to recognize it, mostly because he hadn't heard it before. But eventually, he would learn to discern God's voice from all others. He got so good at it that none of God's words fell to the ground. Everything he claimed to hear from God actually came to pass. Read about it in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Like Samuel, practice will make hearing God's voice easier over time. Folks, you need to learn to notice the difference between God's voice and that myriad of other voices in your head. You need to learn to distinguish between the voice of God and the one from your mother saying, don't forget to take your coat, or the voice of your wife saying, hey, you haven't taken out the garbage yet. And of course, your own voice that's always talking to you. Then amongst them all, there's this other voice. It's steady, it's strong. It speaks in ways that makes you stronger and fills you with hope. It's a spiritual voice that brings life to all who hear it. Today, I want you to learn to hear God's voice. Get into the Word of God, get into prayer, and then incline your ear to wisdom. And let that still small voice speak to you today. God wants to talk to you. And God wants you to hear from him. And he will indeed be there to help you 
with directions, with answers, with understanding, with discernment, all those things. If you will only hear, hear today in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you until next time. Amen.